It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bears training camp news coming at you here on a Tuesday. The first padded practice is in the books. What stood out today? We'll explore that. Also, is a cornerback two competition brewing between a pair of rookies? That is also on the docket. And handful of players on the injury report all of the sudden. We get you all of the news and nuggets from Bears training camp here today. But first, Jeremy Fowler with the news just a few minutes ago, defensive tackle Bravion Roy claimed by the Bears off of waivers. He played in 45 games with 15 starts for Carolina. Now gives Chicago interior presence. Uh, just had this come through on the wire, so a couple of quick notes on Roy. He was a 2026th round pick uh, out of Carolina, went to college at Baylor. I actually do remember him now that I think of it, uh, playing in the Big 12 as a TCU alum. Obviously, keep up with that conference pretty closely. Uh, In three years, has just one sack, uh, 76 tackles. He's more of a run stuffer, 6'1", 330, so he's a big boy. Kind of been underwhelming, but sixth-round pick from a few years ago, his PFF grades from last year, 54 overall, run defense 49, pass rush 61. So he hasn't done a ton in his career, but Ryan Poles brings in a guy uh, on the 90-man roster. We'll see who they cut to make room for him. But that's the advantage of having the worst record in the NFL last year, right? You're first in the waiver wire every single time someone gets cut. So uh, they claim Bravion Roy. Bring him in. Let him compete. You need guys on that defensive line. Obviously, this isn't the edge rusher that we're all waiting for, but uh, a new name in that backfield. Be sure to follow me on Twitter for daily updates in real time. I actually tweeted about this before we discussed here on the show. The first 10 people that follow me on Twitter, at HGramNFL, you're going to get a follow back from yours truly. So, clock is ticking. Give me a follow right now. Okay, no time to waste on this show and at practice today is Justin Fields in the first play of 11-on-11 drills. First padded practice, obviously, as well. He hit DJ Moore on a quick slant. DJ Moore turned it up, beat the corner on the route, and was off to the races for about a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, Took a good angle to beat the safety up the left sideline, but wow. I mean, not to be a broken record, but uh, guys, DJ Moore is going to change everything for this football team. He's going to change this offense. He's going to change the perception of Justin Fields. He's going to change the trajectory of what this team can be early and often, not just in the future, Right now, this offense will scare teams. I'm not saying it's going to be a top five overall offense, but this will be a team that is highlighted on team schedules like, oh, shit, we got to deal with Fields and more and those boys. They can score in a hurry. Uh, He just opens everything up 
for everyone else, and he's that reliable target that Justin Fields needs, needs, and he's just so good after the catch, too. It's not like he just catches everything, which he does. He's dangerous after the catch. The guy averaged 18 yards per catch a couple of years ago, so exciting stuff. It was awesome to see him uh, have that big play to start padded practice. Other Fields notes from today's uh, workout at Hallis Hall. Had a deep ball to Tyler Scott where he got flushed left and was throwing into the wind, according to reporters on the ground, and had pressure in his face. Ball was a little underthrown, but Scott had created the separation on a post, and uh, the ball was able to get to him for about a 50-yard completion into the dead wind in windy Chicago. He also threw a touchdown in seven-on-seven drills to Chase Claypool, where he stepped up into the pocket and hit him on an out route near the left pylon. Multiple DJ Moore touchdowns, including that first one I mentioned, uh, both in 11s and on sevens. Uh, mixed results in the red zone. The defense kind of had their number at first. Uh, but uh, the, uh, Fields in the offense was able to bounce back and uh, get in there a couple of times. And then two two-minute drill situations, three and out the first time, not great. What is nice, bounce back, get a touchdown on the second time to DJ Moore. Other note from practice today, really good day for the defensive line. I mean, the first five or six rushing plays uh, for uh, – the Bears today were pretty much stuffed by the defensive line. Credit to uh, some folks uh, who had boots on the ground today. Shout out Greg Braggs Jr. He does a great job over at uh, CHGO. He had some good practice notes today uh, also. But uh, the defensive line really stood out and made plays uh, from what it sounds like. And you can take that one of two ways, right? Like, oh, gosh, is this whole line going to struggle again? Well, I thought as practice went on, the offensive line did better. And, again, that's where having a mobile quarterback helps. But on straight handoffs, it was a struggle early on. Later on in red zone, Khalil Herbert had an easy touchdown where the O-line got nice penetration. So kind of a back, back and forth. But we have questions about the defensive line, and it's nice to see them win some of those early reps because you do need to play some decent defense as well. If you love Bears football, I mean, it's in the air, right? Month of August is here. Get the Bear Downs going. Get hyped and Bear Down. I don't care if you use the letters, the uh, emojis. Doesn't matter to me. Bear down in the comment section if you love Chicago Bears football. I also love saving money, and I'm able to do it on the monthly basis with Rocket Money, a personal finance app that's going to help you keep track of your spending and cancel any subscriptions that you may no longer want. They let you monitor all of your expenses in one place and recommend custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limit. So if you're trying to figure out a way to scale back, they'll set out plans for you to help you do that and keep you notified uh, throughout the month as you try to hit those benchmarks. They can even help negotiate you in lower lower bills, whether it's utilities or insurance. You can find competitive prices that they are able to fetch up for you guys. And best part about it is if you want to cancel subscriptions, you probably don't even realize how many you have. They'll show you how many you have on an annual and or monthly basis. And you click which ones you don't want anymore, press cancel, they're going to take care of it for you. I didn't realize I was still paying for an annual golf streaming service that I probably signed up for for like the British Open two years ago. I was out like 200 bucks, but it was about to come up again and cost me another 100 bucks for this year. Able to cancel it in time. I didn't have to reach out to the app. They, uh, they did it all. Rocket Money did. So that was very, very nice. Rocketmoney.com slash bears. Now download the app today. Take advantage of their services and just monitor your day-to-day -day spending. It's really nice. It has different categories of what you're spending your money on. Keeps you on top of your finances. That link is in the comments and in the description of this video. Is there a cornerback two competition brewing? 
Well, certainly seems that way. Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith, pair of rookies are both getting reps with the starters and both did have really good days today. Shout out Adam Johns. He says the competition between Stevenson and Smith is a good one. Both made plays today. Uh, you look at this depth chart, obviously when they drafted Tyreek Stevenson in the second round, it was kind of assumed that he would be your CB2 opposite of Jalen Johnson with Kyler Gordon in the nickel. By the way, side note, Kyler Gordon had a really strong day today by all accounts. Uh, but uh, Terrell Smith is very much in the mix here, and uh, Matt Eberflus confirmed that today. He said Smitty, which already got a nickname for him, that's probably a good sign for Terrell Smith, has been making plays. He was in a backup role and started making plays, so we gave him the competition with the ones. As with any rookies, they're going to have ups and downs in training camp. This is a different game up here. You're playing against DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and different level dudes, which is a little bit different than college. They're learning how to do that and are getting better every day. Courtney Cronin also had this nugget, uh, having talking to Tyree Stevenson, and he basically confirmed what Flew said. Uh, Bears coaches said made it real clear that there's going to be a competition between himself and rookie Terrell Smith for the vacant outside corner spot. Both continue to split first-team reps. Quote from Stevenson, we both know we're working for the same position. So, yeah, it's not a question. It's a competition. These two guys are competing. Remember last week when Alan Williams uh, was asked, oh, is Terrell Smith, is he getting a chance with the starters because he got some reps here in a walkthrough? And he's like, ah, don't read into that. Uh, well, you should read into it because that's exactly what's happening. He's getting an opportunity. Now, it appears Tyreek Stevenson is responding to this because he's put together back-to-back -back really good pro practices. Zach Pearson with the note today really impressed with Stevenson in seven-on-sevens. Pearson wasn't the only reporter with boots on the ground that uh, took note of Stevenson's coverage skills today. Josh Grock of uh, NBC Sports Chicago said, nice play by Terrell Smith in the low red zone, seven-on-seven. Seven. Pass was intended for Claypool, but Smith tipped it, and Eddie Jackson picked it off. So both these dudes are getting hands-on football, and I said it when Tyreek Stevenson was struggling early on in camp. Iron sharpens iron. All those reps against DJ Moore, sure, you're getting beat early, now you're starting to respond. You're starting to make plays. There were a couple of notes on Tyreek Stevenson holding his own in one-on-one -on -one drills. That's really tough for corners. Like, usually the receivers are able to create space and win those pretty easily, but uh, he apparently held up well today. Competition is healthy. It's good. This team won three games last year. You don't just hand this job to the second-round uh, pick. If Terrell Smith beats him out, he beats him out. But either way, sounds like the Bears have two good players here in Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith. So who starts at that CB2 spot? If you think it's Stevenson, type 29. If you're going to go with Terrell Smith, a.k.a. Smitty, type 32, let us know what you guys think. I still would give the edge to Stevenson. I think the Bears would like him to win the job, but who knows? Maybe long term, they're both starters on this football team. Let's get to the injury portion of today's show. Three players missed practice entirely uh, at Bears training camp today. Two of those, or two more different players exited practice early uh, and of course just like last year this is the one thing about Flus that kind of annoys me uh, if he doesn't have to disclose injuries uh, due to the CBA he's not going to during the season there has to be an official injury report uh, his policy is he he will tell you if someone is not practicing due to an injury but he will not expand he will not tell you what the injury is he will not tell you uh, a timetable. Now, the one thing Floos does do, which I do appreciate, he said, uh, and he did this last year, if it's a serious injury that's long-term, we will inform you. So doesn't sound like that's the case with any of these five players based on what they know now. Uh, so they're day-to-day, week-to-week, somewhere in that range. We'll get to who those five players are in just a moment. But, guys, August is here. There is real Bears 
football games this month. That means watch parties. Subscribe for game day watch parties. We'll be live for all three preseason games starting on Saturday, August 12th against the Titans. By the way, Saturday preseason games, that, that just makes me want to throw up. We're still fired up, but just put them on Sunday like a normal, uh, like the normal sport that you are, NFL. But uh, we'll be live for all three of them, so don't forget about that. Mark your calendars and join us. Uh, okay, these are the three players who did not practice at all. Roshan Johnson at running back. Kari Blazingame at the fullback, and then Nate Davis, the offensive guard, which I'm not going to read too much into it, but I'm something's making me pause about Nate Davis. He, he skipped the first two weeks of OTAs. Uh, he was losing. He, he gave up some reps to Lucas Patrick and Tyree Carter in the first week of camp. I'm not overreacting. I'm just keeping an eye on this. Maybe he's got an injury, which is why they're holding him out, obviously. There's some sort of injury there, but... I just I, I hope that situation works itself out. Uh, these two players left practice, Demarcus Walker on the defensive line and Jack Sanborn. Again, unclear the severity. Both were able to walk under their own power with the trainer to the locker room. So that's a good sign. No carts out. But it's reality, man. It's football. There's going to be injuries during camp. The Bears had avoided them up until now. But uh, based on the limited information, that's what we've got. We'll continue to monitor the situation. Obviously, they're back at practice tomorrow. We'll at least know which guys are and aren't practicing. So uh, we will certainly have another update tomorrow on who is and is not out there for the Bears. I think this is one thing we can all agree on in life. If you hate injuries, spam H in the comments. No one should like injuries, even if it's for your rival quarterback. Like, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate injuries more, though. Like, I don't want to see him get uh, injured at the end of the day. So spam H right now if you can't stand injuries. All right, guys, loaded show today. Appreciate you for tuning in. Again, we'll be back tomorrow with more training camp updates. Hopefully we have some injury news to discuss. Hopefully it's positive news. And if you want updates in real time, Twitter, at HGramNFL, uh, go ahead and follow me and hit me up over there. All right, get the H's rolling. Heidi, William, Wasim, Tyler, Jaden, The Chef, Tyler, Ivory, Ron, Busy, Jason, Scott Osborne, William. No one likes injuries. They're not fun. They're not fun to talk about. They're not fun to watch. You want the best players out there. Bethany Jewell with a super chat says, take a drink. Cheers. Every Super Chat today, I'm taking a drink. Beardown from H-Town says, this Roly. Uh, Bears fans trust the process. Our time is coming. By the way, Bears Saints game November 5th, you down. I, I'd love to, but we do these watch parties for every game. But um, listen, if you guys are at games, send us photos uh, while you're there. We'll put them on our watch parties. We'll get you on the show. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind that day. Uh, tweet them at us, at HGramNFL, and uh, we'll throw you on our watch parties. That is for sure. Uh, cheers, Bear Down. And uh, want to get your questions in. Now's the time. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat. By the way, at the start of this mailbag, I'm going to do a rapid-fire Bears hot takes for the upcoming season. So if you have any hot takes, Hashtag Bears or Super Chat. We'll put them in this mailbag video. Uh, so get those in there. But you can ask normal questions as well. Uh, no big deal. But hot takes, if you have any of them, go ahead and load them up. We will be sure to discuss them on today's show. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat to get your questions in. By the way, if you're just joining us, the Bears did claim defensive tackle Bravion Roy from the Carolina Panthers off waivers. 
Uh, 2020 sixth round pick. So this is the final year of his rookie contract. So Bears going to go ahead and absorb that deal. Uh, but uh, that's uh, where we're at. How about this, Rolly? Wait, what just happened? This is a little personal shambles moment. I am a New York Mets fan, and there is kind of a report that said when the front office was talking to Verlander before they traded him, it was like, we don't know if we'll be able to compete next year. So if you want to go compete in 2024, you would want to get, get opted traded. and take your no-trade clause away. I told you they were going to be bad next year. Ah, shambles. <laughs> What I just saw on my feed was apparently ESPN wants Cowherd yeah, back. Yeah, I saw that. There's also a report on a Damian Lillard front that the Blazers would apparently want Jaime Hawkes Jr. instead over Nikola Jovic. And I mean, I, you'd probably be fine that with that, right? Me. I mean, I had to fire out a tweet out and saying, let's freaking go. We'll Maybe see you, Jaime. <laughs> all aboard the Nikola Jovic hype train. Have fun, have fun on the West Coast again, Jaime. We're going to keep uh, Jovic here. Okay. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat. We'll include this one in the show, Keem. If you have hot takes, Super Chat or Hashtag Bears, cheers to you. He says Terrell Lewis will take a Sanborn's job. Kind of play different positions, but I guess you could kind of use uh, Lewis as a blitzing backer, but I think he's going to play more edge in this scheme. But, yeah, maybe. I do think Terrell Lewis is going to make this team and play some. I'll say that. I do think that's a possibility. All right, let's hop in here. Bears mailbag, hot takes. It's all coming at you uh, here on the show. And then after that, we'll get into the latest Bears rumors on Chicago Bears. We're going to get into some Bears hot takes in just a moment. And then after that, we're also going to answer all of your questions here on Chicago Bears. Now, I'm Harrison Graham. Let's go ahead and dive on into it. Hot take number one, I think the Bears make the playoffs here in 2023. I think with the additions on offense with DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, fingers crossed, Nate Davis, I'm a little concerned about what's happening there, but uh, I like the receiver and offensive line group being improved. Year three of Justin Fields, I think this team makes the playoffs in a weak NFC North and a below average NFC. I think they make the postseason. Hot take number two, Justin Fields at the end of this year has a top 10 QB season. Maybe he's not a bona fide top 10 quarterback heading into 2024, but I think for this season, he will be one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think his impact will be felt. I am buying into the hype. He's already the best running quarterback in the NFL for my money. I think he takes a big leap in a, as a passer. 4,000 plus total yards, 30 plus total touchdowns, big Fields season incoming. Speak it up, DJ Moore, he's going to be a big reason why. 1,200-plus yards. He's never reached 1,200 yards in the NFL. I think Justin Fields is the most talented quarterback he's played with in the NFL. Not only is he going to help Fields, Fields is going to help them. They're going to ball out together. This connection is real, and he's going to go off because of it. Javon Dexter, the rookie, he's going to have five-plus sacks. This is very bold. I get it. Didn't have a ton of sack production at Florida, but... He was getting comped to Chris Jones a lot with his measurables and his ability. Florida was asking him to do some things that didn't necessarily play to his strengths. He's already popped at training camp. I think you could get some extra 
uh, sack production from the interior, and Javon Dexter gives you the best chance to do just that. One more hot take, and then we'll get to your hot takes and questions in a moment. Jaquan Brisker, three-plus interceptions. I think he leads the defense in takeaways this year. He uh, was called an elite competitor by Matt Eberflus recently, who has named out a few guys who fit that elite competitor status. That's something Flus uh, has talked about a lot. He's one of them. He's a leader on this defense in year two. Uh, he gets three or more interceptions. What is your Bears' hot take for 2023? If you had to pick one, your hottest Bears take for 2023, pin comment on today's show. And then after this YouTube bad break, we'll get into your hot takes and also your questions. Let's start with Keem78 with the Super Chat. If you Super Chat, you can skip the line. Terrell Lewis will take Jack Sanborn's job. I think there's some positional differences there, but the Bears do like to use Sanborn as a blitzing linebacker. Terrell Lewis, I think, more naturally plays that edge spot, but he could play off ball and blitz some. I think that could happen some, but you don't want him to drop into coverage, whereas we know Sanborn can do some of that. I will say this. I think Terrell Lewis will play a decent amount. I think he'll make the 53-man roster, which going into OTAs, he wasn't even really on my radar, and now he's pretty safely on this team, I'd say. Austin Nash, have there been any reports of Javon Dexter's late get-off being noticeable at camp, or was it really a scheme thing at Florida? I think it was scheme, to be honest. Uh, Florida's defensive line coach has come out and said, uh, yeah, he'll fit better with the Bears with what they're asking him to do, and I think we're seeing that already. Justin Jones has taken notice of what Dexter's doing. The physicality is there. They're just asking him to get up and go. Like, there's none of this read and react stuff that he was doing for Florida, so I think the answer is yes. Uh, uh, he uh, he is a better fit here, and that uh, that late get-off has not been a concern from what I've heard. Xavier Jones, do you think Cole Komet could be a top-five tight end by the end of the year? I think that's a mild-to-hot take. I don't think it's scalding. I mean, the only guys for sure that are ahead of Komet right now, and this is without a doubt guys ahead of Komet, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Dallas Goddard. If If – if Darren Waller's healthy, I'd probably still put him. He's had a strong training camp with the Giants. When he's healthy, he's a threat to be a 1,000-yard guy. After that, though, why can't Komet be number four or five? I, I think it's possible. Now, I think he's for sure a top 10 guy. Uh, does he take enough of a leap to, to be top five status this year? I don't know. That would be a, a pretty big leap, but he took a big leap last year. If he takes a comparable leap this year, what if he goes out there, has 750 yards and eight touchdowns and blocks well? Be a pretty damn good season for Cole Komet. Today's show sponsored by Rocket Money. Save some money on the monthly basis. Cole Komet doesn't have to worry about that because he's got $50 million in the bank now. But if you want to cut back on your spending, Rocket Money is going to help you do that. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one convenient place. A lot of people think they spend you know, 75, 80 bucks monthly on subscriptions. The reality is you're probably spending $200 or more. That's how much I was spending. I hopped on Rocket Money uh, recently and I was like, oh my God, I have this old golf streaming platform that I didn't even know I was paying for. Xbox Live, I was getting charged 30 bucks every three months, haven't used it in two years. All of a sudden in the month of July, I spent 150 bucks less than I did in the month of June just on subscriptions alone that I was able to cancel because guess what? You click one button, on the subscription you don't want, the cancel button, they take care of it for you or they'll tell you how to do it in a timely manner. Rocketmoney.com slash 
bears now. You can also just monitor your overall spending categorically, like how much per month on groceries, restaurants, gas, etc. And you can kind of figure out, okay, I want to cut back here. I have a little more money to spend here. It's a really convenient app. And, you know, with me now, uh, with a wife and a kid, you really have to stay on top of your finances because you just have extra bills now. Rocketmoney.com slash bears now. Download the app today by using our link. Support our sponsors, supports the show, and it supports your bank account at the end of the day. Rocketmoney.com slash bears now. Let's go to Brian. Appreciate the super chat. Nate Davis' situation is becoming a concern. Appears as though he does not want to be a bear. What are your thoughts on Jatiri Carter? Is he ready? I don't want to jump the gun on Nate Davis. I, I don't want to sit here and say he doesn't want to be a bear. He skipped the first two weeks of OTAs. End of the day, those are optional. Um, but, look, you gave him three years, $30 million with 19 guaranteed. You've invested in him. And uh, now he's nicked up. We don't know what his status is. So, um, I would say I'm at a 5 out of 10 on the concern level. I'm not panicking, but he also was losing some reps, it sounded like. Lucas Patrick got in there. Jatiri Carter has gotten some reps. So I'm monitoring this. I'm on the let's monitor this uh, level right now. Uh, it's definitely not a non-story. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a front headline story either, though. But, yeah, you need Nate Davis to be in there and to play pretty well. Jabil's gaming or games, a hot take. Justin Fields would be a top three quarterback in the NFC and a top 10 quarterback overall by season's end. I mean, I think that's possible in the NFC. It, top three is high, but like the only guys where you're like, he probably won't reach that this year are Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. And I've said this a lot. He's more, he's got more raw talent than both of those guys. He's got more raw talent than Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, uh, who are established quarterbacks fields is more talented like if he goes out and balls out his ceiling in terms of what he can do is higher than what those guys can do it's just a it's an athleticism fact uh, at the end of the day now he's got to go out there and do it he's got to go out there and prove it talk is cheap at this point but yeah I think it's a hot take but I don't think it's uh unachievable at the end of the day Jerzim's 80 uh, have there been any reports or talk about Travis Bell in training camp haven't heard his name much no, I haven't heard much. He seems like a practice squad guy to me, uh, Jerzim. Uh, Ryan Poles fell in love with him in the draft process. Uh, just his character, his personality. I think he he was a guy worth taking a chance on. And, you know, just having a guy around, right? Seventh round pick. And, um, you know, who knows if he ever becomes a piece or not. But uh, I would guess he's a practice squad guy. Uh, but he's certainly going to be on the roster bubble. Haven't heard much about him so far. Kevin Bullock, Tyler Scott has over 500 receiving yards this year. That's a bold-ish prediction. I think it's achievable. Um, it's just a matter of will he get enough snaps. If Mooney, Claypool, and obviously DJ Moore are healthy and playing well, then Tyler Scott at best is wide receiver four, and we also know that Cole Komet's going to get some targets. So, um, yeah, I mean, it could be one of those situations where he has like 25 to 30 catches, but he averages like 18 to 20 yards per catch gets to over 500 because I think he'll be a big play weapon on this offense. Uh, you know, 500 feels rich. Like, if I had to guess, I would take the under, uh, but uh, I do think he'll play a role. Share this video. Spread the word of Chicago Bears now. All you got to do is click the share button and then to share it to Twitter, which, although it might say share to X now, who knows? I actually need to double check this. Uh, click post to Twitter or X. Uh, and then tag me at HGramNFL. I'll retweet you guys. Uh, everyone who does share this video, but I'm only going to see it if you tag me in the tweet before you fire it off. At HGramNFL, and we will throw you guys a retweet.
Sean Spadale, both Jackson and Brisker will be pro bowlers. Uh, I could see it. Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker. I think that the potential is there for that to be the best safety pairing in the NFL, if not one of them. Eddie Jackson last year before he got hurt had four picks in, what, 10 or 11 games. He was well on his way to a Pro Bowl year. Uh, Jaquan Brisker flashed as a rookie and by Matt Eberflus's standards has taken a step forward in year two. They're going to move him around a lot as well. Uh, I definitely could see that being the case. Papa Overlord, Mooney finishes with a within 150 yards of more. Maybe. I mean, look, when Darnell Mooney had his 1,000-yard season in 2021, Allen Robinson wasn't that production. He only had, productive. He only had like four or 500 yards. But he still garnered attention of other teams. DJ Moore is going to garner a lot of attention. I could see Darnell Mooney feasting in man-to-man -man situations and having 800,000-plus yards. I, I could see that being a possibility. And by the way, it sounds like Darnell Mooney's pretty healthy again. Keem 78, hot take number six. Missed some of the first few ones. Fields will flirt with 4,500 passing and 35 touchdowns. That's a hot take. I mean, uh, no Bears quarterback in history has thrown for even 4,000. You're saying he's going to throw for 4,500? That's a very hot take. I, I, I'm not willing to go that far. I, could, I think 4,500 all-purpose all is well within range. You know, 3,700 throwing, 800 uh, rushing. I think that could happen. If he throws for 4,500, he, he might win MVP, for real. Wyatt, trade for Jonathan Taylor because he asked for a trade, so go and get him. He's still young, and we're in a rebuild, so go out there and get him. Do you think we should get him? He's still young, and go slam Marsh. Uh, yeah, uh, the main thing I took from this is Jonathan Taylor is still young. Uh, but, uh, look, I like Jonathan Taylor. He's only 24, but we know our running backs age quickly. I just don't think the Bears are in a position to trade a real piece for a running back entering a contract year because you're either going to have to pay or tag them after this year. So I don't think the Bears are that team. I think they roll with their current backfield. Richie Rich, Jalen Johnson has a career year and has four or five picks. I would love that, man. I'm a big Jalen Johnson fan. I think they should pay him. I did a video over the weekend uh, saying as much. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope he's here long term, even with the emergence of Terrell Smith. I think having good players is, uh, is a good thing, and you should keep those players. So we'll see what happens. I could see the Bears playing this year out before making that decision, but that's the one thing missing on his resume is taking the football away. He's a sticky corner, but can he start getting interceptions? If he can, he can be one of those elite guys in this league. Who's ready for week one against the Packers? If you are, type FG. I'm fired up for week one. You should be fired up for week one. If you're not, I don't know what you're waiting for because football is back, baby. Shout out, Peter. First time super chatter. Cheers. I think I have a few sips, Rolly, for some recent super chat. So if you yeah, want to read do. through some of these. Yeah, so uh, Fields 2023 NFL MVP. That certainly, certainly is a hot take. take. But I guess it's a popular hot take nowadays, Harrison. I think he, and I predicted this, he is the classic candidate for, you want a, it's not under the radar at this point, but a non-conventional MVP candidate. Like, we all know Mahomes is going to be an MVP candidate. We know Jalen Hurts will probably be Josh Allen, like you know, Rodgers maybe, usual suspects. Fields is like the trendy, like, oh, I'll throw 25 to 1 at Vegas for him. Why not? Yeah. You know, so 
I don't think he'll win it. I could see him being a finalist if he has a huge year and the Bears make the playoffs, but it takes a lot to win MVP, man. Like, I, I, I'm not ready to, to go that far. But I am ready to beat the Packers' ass in week one. FGBs, Leroy, William, Chris, Jason, Ron, Raquel, Wasim, John, Jeremiah, Beth, Jaron Thomas, Johnny, get the FGBs going. Get the FGBs going. Apparently, Micah almost injured Dak at Cowboys practice. He hit Dak low on accident. Knocked him down. That could have been brutal. White Sox news for you guys. Jake Berger traded to the Marlins. There you go. How many we got live on our baseball coverage? We're live for the MLB trade deadline on our main channel. Let's see. 104 watching. Thought there'd be a few more, honestly. When's the deadline? 5 o'clock Central? Got an hour? Maybe it'll pick up. <clears throat> Malcolm Graham says FGB. Jake says FGB. Ivory, Jerzen, Brendan, Markel saying FGB. One more segment to go. Oh, can we actually flash the Bravion Roy social real quick? The Bears have made a move today. They have signed defensive tackle Bravion Roy, uh, or claimed him off waivers. Uh, the Panthers cut him. 15 starts in Carolina over 45 games in three seasons. Gives the Bears some interior depth. Look, he hasn't done much in three seasons. Uh, one career sack. He's more of a run stopper. Uh, 6 one three thirty. Bring him in. Let him compete. That's the advantage of being first in the waiver wire order. You can claim anybody you want that hits waivers. So, uh, Bravion Roy, the newest member of the Chicago Bears. All right, one more segment here. Uh, let's uh, hop into the latest Bears rumors here on Chicago Bears. Now, uh, there's a free, a new free agent out there that I think the Bears could be interested in. Uh, plus, uh, we also uh, explore... Uh, some more Justin Fields hype and discussion. Give my thoughts on that. So plenty to get to here on Chicago Bears now. Do the Chicago Bears need a third tight end? Simple question. Type Y for yes, type N for no. I believe they do need someone behind Cole Komet and Robert Tanyan. What say you, Y for yes, or in for no? I'm Harrison Graham. You are watching Chicago Bears now. O.J. Howard is now a free agent after the Raiders released him on Tuesday. So my immediate thought was, the Bears need a third tight end. Could they sign O.J. Howard? Well, let's dive into him, see what he's been up to uh, as of late, uh, the veteran tight end. And quite frankly, it's kind of been a quick downfall for Howard. His first three years, he averaged just under 500 yards per year, had uh, 1,456 on 94 catches, 12 touchdowns, average over 15 yards per catch. That was kind of his whole deal. It's like this almost feels like a receiver playing tight end. But in his last three years, granted, some injuries have popped up. Uh, only 35 catches. The targets have gone down uh, by like 60%. Uh, 426 yards, just five touchdowns. 12.2 is still good, yards per catch on average, but that has dipped by more than three yards per catch. And, 
you're kind of like, that's kind of a weird downfall for a guy who's not that old. I think he's 28 now. Uh, it's not like he's uh, 35 and he's just fallen off a cliff because of father time. It's very strange that he has not been able to scratch 150 yards in a season since 2019. That's that's a bit bizarre uh, after hitting 450, 430 plus in each of his first three years. I mean, this was a guy who was like, okay, he's a starting level tight end. I mean, he's not a superstar, but he's a pretty damn good player. To now it's like, uh, he's struggling to stick on a roster at this point in time. Do you think there's value here for the Bears potentially? Uh, so uh, we will certainly discuss that. Okay, new month, new battle. Let's start fast and then let's finish it at the end of August. I am challenging Mitchell Renz and the Raiders report to a subscriber battle for the month of August here at Chat Sports. We're starting 0-0 here. Bears now, no new subs as of filming this. Raiders report, no new subs at this exact moment. We're going to try and take them down this month. We took care of the Cowboys report and Tom Downey. Now I'm coming for Mitchell Renz and the Raiders report. If you want daily Chicago Bears content, hit that subscribe button, and let's take down those Vegas boys. Come on, they suck anyway uh, at football. Let's beat them in subscribers as well. Okay, uh, back to O.J. Howard. One thing you know for sure, he's not much of a blocker. He wasn't that coming out of college. He hasn't been that in the NFL. So if you're in the camp of you want the number three tight end to be more of a blocking tight end, the O.J. Howard probably isn't for you. That being said, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, that's set. You know who your one-two punch is. I would still have a lot of interest in O.J. Howard. Jake Tonjes, Chase Allen, Jared Pinckney, who you picked up recently, Steven Carlson. It's not like it's murderer's row competing for that number three spot. Uh, I still think it's an upgrade at tight end three, even though there are legitimate questions about O.J. Howard. Can he be somewhat productive? Here's the thing. You probably don't need him to be that productive. Be a guy who can come in occasionally in the red zone, still give you some juice as a red zone target. Uh, I would be fine with that. If Komet and Tunyon are healthy, they can probably convert 90% of the snaps you need at that tight end position. But we know Luke Getze in the Shanahan scheme is going to use some two tight end sets, occasionally even three. Be nice to have a reliable third tight end, at least somewhat reliable, somewhat proven. O.J. Howard's at least done it in this league. Guys you have behind Komet and Tunyon, they have not. I would still certainly be interested in O.J. Howard. What say you? Should the Bears sign O.J. Howard? Type S for sign, or you can type P for pass. I'd like to get him on board. We'll see if Ryan Poles agrees. More Justin Fields hype. ESPN's Mike Greenberg is the latest person in the national media to Jump on the Justin Fields bandwagon. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But week one is just over a month away, folks. And it's against those hated Packers. FGB. FGB. Pick up an FGB Bears t-shirt today. Right now. Chatsports.com slash FGB. Uh, if you got one last year, get another one. Get a new one. Get one for a friend, your son, your dad, whatever. Let's get the FGB movement going for week one because we got to bring that energy uh, against the Packers. Link is in the comments and in the description, chatsports.com slash FGB. Here's Graney of ESPN on Justin Fields. He says, starting in week seven of last season while he was running for his life uh, and throwing to a receiving core that was pedestrian at best, Fields had the fourth highest QBR in the league behind only Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Now he is set to follow Hurts and Allen again. Those two are the modern template for modern quarterback development. They're talented. They were in need of patience. 
good coaching, and now look at them. Fields is exactly the same. Frankly, he was a better prospect than either of them, which I agree with. Uh, the final piece of the puzzle came this offseason with the Bears' acquisition of D.J. Moore. He says they are hoping he can be to Fields what Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown are to their quarterbacks. The people of Chicago have been waiting all of their lives. Fields is going to be the next superstar quarterback. Now, we discussed on Tuesday morning Dan Orlovsky, colleague of Mike Greenberg, who played quarterback in the NFL, obviously does a lot of film study, what his reasons to why Fields could be entering superstardom. So I'll just kind of tie this in here. Uh, he mentioned DJ Moore trading for him, improving that wide receiver unit, picking up Darnell Wright and Nate Davis to bolster the offensive line, and second year with Luke Getze. Orlovsky also added that year two quarterbacks in the system throw on average for 4,100 yards and 32 touchdowns. Doesn't mean Fields is going to do that, but the point is the ingredients are there. I completely agree with these guys. Like, what I will say is I'm going to challenge Fields a little bit here. It's on your shoulders. Justin Fields has got to embrace what's ahead of him. And to be fair, I think he has. I think he knows what's at stake. He's a first in the building, last to leave type of guy. He's constantly in the gym working out, watching tape, doing all that stuff. Uh, now it's about producing on Sundays. Good start to training camp. All is well on that front. Uh, Matt Eberflus, by the way, mentioned that starters will probably play a little bit during uh, the preseason. Unclear how much. They have not finalized that. But as far as what Justin Fields can be, he's got enough around him. Is it perfect? No. But I, we, unless there's multiple severe injuries, I don't think we're going to be sitting here and saying, well, Justin's just not getting the help, the adequate help. That was last year, and that was true last year. This year, I don't anticipate that being the case. He's got enough help. It's on his shoulders to go out there and do it. Let's shift gears a little bit. Scott Pioli, former NFL GM, has talked uh, talks about the Bears on NFL Network uh, earlier on Tuesday, and uh, he spent some time with Ryan Poles, who he knows fairly, very well. This is what he said. He said, I've known Poles since I hired him in 2009 in Kansas City. Poles is this great combination of strength, confidence, intelligence, and humility. He was very open with his relationships uh, with Matt Eberflus and President Kevin Warren. What I saw was how collaborative they were. And that's been pretty well documented from different reporters, folks attending camp, spending time with the Bears front office in the offseason is all three of these guys are working hand in hand. And that's how it should be. The GM should talk to the team president about things, to the head coach and collaborate and kind of discuss, OK, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I don't think that happened before. I don't think Ted Phillips had enough football knowledge, to be frank, uh, to even be in those conversations or at least being worthy of being in those conversations. Kevin Warren's been around football his entire life. So uh, I think that synergy is real. I believe it at this point. Now, if they don't win on the football field, no one cares. But I think that synergy is going to help this team become a winner on and off the field. And I'm excited to see how it unfolds. It's good to see someone who hired Ryan Poles way back in the day kind of see his rise in this business and now that he's leading the Chicago Bears. Do you believe in this Bears regime? I do. I'm typing B for believe. If you don't, if you're not sold on it, uh, type D for don't. Obviously, they got to produce on Sundays. they got to win games. But uh, I think uh, everything is headed in the right direction. Subscribe now if you love the Bears. Do not miss out on any of our coverage. Let's take down the Raiders report this month and new subscribers. They're kind of the kingpin here at Chat Sports. I'll be honest with you. Let's see if we can unseat them for the month of August. Do you believe in this Bears regime? Type B for believe or D for don't. Nah. B for believe, D for don't. I'll get some shout outs. 
Final call for any last-minute Super Chats. Otherwise, we're going to sign off here today. Uh, Jaron says B. Tyler says B. Raquel says B. Chris Aldridge. Koki says B. John saying D. Markel says B. Jeremiah. Brandon. Jeremiah says D. Brendan says B. Um, Marcellus says believe. Richie says I will if they sign an edge. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, right? Training camps are a week plus in, and Yannick Ngakwe is still out there. Justin Houston still out there. I guess the month of August for these dudes. Hey, like, um, they got to sign with the team. Any uh, scouting report on Thyric Pitts? He got cut by the Bears. Did the Patriots pick him up? Just claimed him. <laughs> uh, not really, to be honest. They cut him when they signed uh, that tight end, Jarrett Pinkney. Uh, he played his college ball at Delaware. I know that. And that Jalen Hurd guy, if you remember the Patriots signing him. Yes, he already cut. Reserve retired list. Oh, my goodness. So, so short, he's, just, he's just cooked. Short tenure. All right. Uh, Thyric Pitts. Let's pull up his stats. So last year, he had 57 catches for 631 yards and 10 touchdowns. He is listed at, oh, this was it. He's got good size. He's like 6'1", 6'2", 200. Thyric. Thyric. He's got thick thighs. thighs. <laughs> yeah, practice squad, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's much, to be honest. But closer to his college, Delaware, the fighting Blue Hens. That, that would have been a good mascot to pick today, by the way. The fighting Blue Hens. Ah, it's a good it's name. kind of a good one. Fuck Delaware, though. <laughs> Brutal State. Nah, they kind of eliminated St. Bonaventure Club basketball team for uh, a regional tournament. So mm, tough, tough. Uh, Dexter for work, defensive rookie of the year. That'd be nice. What are your thoughts on Tyler Scott? Looks good, man. I mean, he can separate. Good route runner. Good speed. Richard Hightower thinks he could get some work at punt return. So. Good competition, man. Good competition. All right. I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Bravion Roy claimed off waivers. So uh, he is uh, a Chicago Bear. We're going to put out a video here in a minute uh, where we discuss that signing. Uh, here are some of the notes from him, from Jeremy Fowler. 45 career games, 15 starts for Carolina. Some depth at defensive tackle. Uh, I think he'll have to earn a roster spot, but uh, more competition in there, if nothing else. So... Got that going, and uh, otherwise, uh, that's it. Roly, any final words? Um, next, Hey, next week is game week. So next Tuesday uh, yeah. when we go live. Unfortunately, actually, I do have some last words for you guys. Oh, Hold no. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, yes. Very nice. Um, it will be a little bit till you see me next. I am going on vacation for the first time. Since I've been here, oh, I mean, I was I went I was gone for like three or four days, but like two days were Saturday Sunday, so I don't really count that as a vacation. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually going on a week long vacation next week, going back to Rochester, my hometown. You're leaving back to Saturday, New York for a week. Yes. So I will unfortunately not be here for next Tuesday's live show, and I will not be here for the first Bears preseason oh, game. Oh, really? Wow. Um, but I will hopefully be back. For the next two. For the last two preseason games, and obviously week one against the Green Bay Packers. So hopefully uh, you guys will survive without me. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I'm disappointed, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Richie Rich, you know the show will burn down if you're not here, Rolly Rolls. I mean, let's hope not. Yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, 
Maybe Jack makes a return appearance next no. week. <laughs> you're invoking it's my your, only stipulation. It's you like know, your, people have no trade. It's your clauses. one team on the no trade. Yes. I have no producer clause. <laughs> I love it. All right, we'll see you rolling in a couple weeks. Yes, uh, I'll be here uh, two Tuesdays. From now. Two Tuesdays from now, and hopefully in that second preseason game, which I believe is the Bills game, and you hate the oh. Bills, so that's perfect. Okay. So, all right, here we go. Bear down. We'll see you next time.